there's that the famous Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think the the F1 version of that should be everyone's got a strategy until a hoss catches on fire. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Revved Up podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osman, and I am joined by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? You know, I got a lot on my mind. A lot on my mind. A lot to dive into. And before oh, yeah. we dive into that, let's run through the events of this past weekend for the people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump straight to qualifying. You know, we had free practice, but I mean, my whole thing with free practice, you know, it's it's not really for us. It's for the teams. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're experimenting, trying new things. It's cool, I guess, but... You really can't take too much from it. Um, Williams was fast. There's there's my free practice rundown. Um, mm-hmm. But no, jump into qualifying. Um, this, you actually can't take stuff from because it determines the race order. Um, so we had McLaren, who was looking great all three yeah. sessions. Uh, Lando and Oscar Piastri, of course, ended up finishing second and third. Max Verstappen on pole, of course, as he does. And what else from qualifying? Oh. Of course, Sergio Perez uh, yeah. not making it out of Q1. We'll, we'll get to that later on yeah. in the episode. But, you know, I want to start on a more positive note. Let's, let's not start da- down here with, with Sergio. Um, mm-hmm. But no, after that, we had the race. Max Verstappen wins, of course. Nothing new there. Yeah. Uh, followed by Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton on the podium. And, yeah. and someone, called, someone called one of those podium finishers just think- saying. Hey, we both actually got two out of the three podium spots correct, you know? We're good. So we're good. If we were to combine our brain, we would have a very solid Formula One analyst here. Well, that's the podcast, right? <laughs> Maybe we should just start combining them. Just one blob of takes. I like it. Um, I like it. But no, other than that, you know, we had um, the Ferraris slide down. Uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz ended up in ninth and tenth. And last, last thing I want to highlight, because I gave him a shout out last week, and I'm going to do it again. Logan Sargent, P11. Oh. Watch out. Well, That's if all. we're going to do that, I was going to save this, but I did want to shout, point out that Alex Albon in a Williams passed Leclerc and Sainz in their Ferraris. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely something to get to later on, yeah. because all of, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about Ferrari at this point. But mm. before we really dive into our reaction i want to start first and foremost by just putting this out here it's time to start this petition you know maybe maybe even call it a movement if you will silverstone has to replace monaco as the crown jewel premier race of the season uh edgar are you with me on this i uh uh yes uh that's just because we talked about merging together that is bold (laughs) <laughs> you're allowed to have your own opinions but look I, all i'm saying is just hear me out i actually mm. don't really think it's that bold of a take to have i think a lot of people would agree silverstone yeah. is the better race than monaco uh monaco has yachts i guess you show up on a yacht and it has history i'll give monaco yeah, it's, 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 it's really the history it's got a lot of history i'll give it that but i think just the the way we talk about Monaco should be the way that we talk about Silverstone is all I'm going to say, because mm. we all agree it's the better race. Okay. It's 
you know, Monaco. Now that you framed it like that, yes, I fully agree with you. Yeah. But look, hey, we can't can't dwell on the past forever. You know, the future is now, old man, as they say. Um, But no, I just wanted to get that off my chest before we really dove in there. I'm going to start the petition um, and we'll see where it goes. I just have to find like a clever name for it. So if we can we can workshop that at another time. Yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> I knew I knew if, once I said that I was gonna lose you instantly. So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll just focus, we'll come back to the naming part. But no, so our I I would say that we had ourselves an entertaining race. Wanna know. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I would say that we had an entertaining race this past weekend. Uh would you agree with that assessment? Yes. But I was actually so I did like this race, and there were definitely a lot of good, great moments in this race. I did find last week's more entertaining overall, just because there were some pretty dry patches in this race. But you know, when we did get something, we got something. Yeah, um, this race. It's interesting that you compare it to last race because last race I think was unexpected. Um, mm. if we, we were, I set the bar high for Silverstone. So, you know, I always expect a great race. So maybe this one may have fallen just under expectations, but mm. overall, I did think we had a fun race, um, compared to last week. I would say the highs of this race were higher than the highs of last week. Is yes. that fair? No um, doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, well, all I'm going to say is that Silverstone is always going to provide fireworks. It's always going to provide entertainments and, you kind of have to look at this race kind of in two parts, I guess you had before the safety car and after the safety car, because look, the overall theme of this race was the tire management strategy and how it honestly was like, even before the safety car, it seemed like we had just a jumbled bag of, of strategies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like the teams just had like a spinning wheel and they were just like, all right, this is, this is your strategy right here. Um, but no, what did you think, um, going into this at the start of the race, we saw George Russell on softs. Mm. Um, most of the field was on mediums. What what was your reaction to seeing that? Um, that they were testing for Lewis just to see how the softs are working on the track. You really think that little of George Russell (laughs) that they're using him as just a, a guinea pig for Lewis Hamilton? I think they think that little George Russell right now. Wow. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell you what. I think George Russell disagrees with that assessment because I'm he sure was. He <laughs> there was a there was a moment in the race where he was he was like disappointed that mm-hmm. he was behind Lewis Hamilton at one point. Like you know, in his heart, he's racing against Lewis Hamilton right now. Yeah. That's what's happening at Mercedes. It's actually a little awkward, I would say, but um, mm-hmm. no, makes makes for good television for us. So yeah. I enjoy it. But no, George Russell, he started on the softs and he wore those things out. I think he put in 28 laps on that. Um, he outlasted both of the Ferraris on soft tires. The Ferraris were on medium tires. And honestly, I, it got to a point where, you know, I'm not really like emotionally invested in George Russell like that. But like I was starting to get a little nervous, you know, when he was creeping up there with, with, the, with the laps for the soft tires. But no, he eventually got in the pit. And no, so overall, just while we're on the topic of George Russell, I, I think he put on a pretty great performance. Um, well, great compared to these other drivers. I'd say it was actually an average George Russell performance, which yeah. is a compliment for him. You know, he yeah. finished P5. 
So, yeah. hey, um, solid, solid performance for George Russell. Um, Mercedes, as a team, I think, have solidified the number two spot. It might be early to say that. Oh, yeah, that seems early to say. Nah, just, just hear me out here. Uh-huh. Just from what we've seen, as far as driver talent, team talent, and the car itself, considering all of those factors together, I would, I would say Mercedes has locked up the number two spot. Um, I get the feeling uh, just from your face that mm-hmm. you disagree with me. I do. I do. I think it's too early to say. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. hey, see, look at that. We're, we're yeah. pretty far away from being a blob of one take. As you see, we, we just we got diverse opinions. That's true. And that's what, that's what we need to bring here. Mm. But, uh, but no, credit, credit to George Russell. He managed the hell out of those tires. Um, but no, other than that, um, before the safety car there, I'll be honest. Yeah, it was starting to, to dip a little, you know, yeah. my, my interest was waning. I mean, of course I was enjoying it, but uh, we had, we had some moments, you know, um, Lewis Hamilton, he had a rough start at the first mm-hmm. lap, uh, went off the track, I think, and then immediately was fighting back. So it was cool to see that, you know, see that he still got that in him, but no, nah, it wasn't until let's just get to it. The safety car that yeah. this thing really took off. Um, so, you know, everyone had their strategies and, uh, you know, there's that, the famous Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think the, the F1 version of that should be, everyone's got a strategy until a hoss catches on fire. <laughs> you know, we're, we're seeing them like, it's, this isn't the first time this has happened. Actually, I think it happened in qualifying too. We had a red flag because of the Haas. Yeah. One of the hoss just stopped working. So, oh, wow. no, um, yeah, we had, we had, everybody had their strategy. And then of course the safety car happened. And it kind of just jumbled everything up. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. What was your reaction to the safety car? Oh, uh, I couldn't follow. The- so many, like I, I was really like trying to follow. And then it was, it, first it was a virtual safety car. Then they brought out the safety car. And it was, it, and it was long. Yeah. So it was, for me, it was honestly similar to, to last week where it was, I was trying to keep track of all of the these penalties. penalties. And then yeah. I eventually just gave up. So yeah. in this case, I was trying to keep track of who's on what tire and who's doing what. And eventually, who's I just gave in, up. Who's, yeah, yeah. But you know, once they once they actually like reset and we're all standing behind, lining up behind the safety car, that's when I was like, oh, you know, I was like the Birdman gif where he's like rubbing his hands together. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we we got a show, we got a show coming up here, and yeah, they did not disappoint. So what was your what was your mood, your reaction to the to the last later stage of that race following the safety car? um hooked glued to the screen yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it's nice to experience that still yeah you know because it was like okay now now what's happening because well, how many laps were left like 20 no yeah. 14 it, yeah it was it was around 20 i think the safety car ate some laps so we had about yeah. 15 I, laps of racing something like that yeah towards the end so that yeah no that's good yeah i mean i, I did have a moment where i was like uh this is nice you know even you, whatever you want to say about this season and Max Verstappen still just dominating and running away with it. Um, it was nice to just be able to, to sit and just be glued to the screen. Cause that was some quality racing. Oh um, man. A few, like, it was like a, just a few laps after the safety car. We had the Norris Hamilton fight. Yeah. 
Oh my God. That Norris Hamilton fight was insane. Yeah, definitely one for the ages. I had to, I finished the race and then immediately just hit the rewind button on that. I was like, I need to, I need to relive this experience. It was just so much fun. Um, but you know, with, with that safety car, the teams had to make some decisions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, Ferrari decided, Hey, we're going to keep our guys. We're going to keep, uh, Leclerc on hards. Uh, I think science was on mediums. Um, Mm -hmm. No reason not to get those guys on soft tires unless I know they had they had some left in there, but yeah, no reason for that. Um, let's see. Oh, and credit to hey Lewis Hamilton, he got he got a win in this mm. case. You know, usually we've seen those safety cars come at the worst possible times for him. Yeah, but hey, this one came right at the nick of time for him because it was it's looking a little dicey for him. I, I wasn't sure if he was. Do you think he gets that podium if the safety car doesn't happen? I don't know who's holding him up because if uh, so after the safety car, was he behind Norris? The, so he was behind Norris. He was before the safety car. He was behind Norris. Piastri. Oh, he still was. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. And I think those guys, those four ended up hitting um, after the safety car. Then so those four benefited the most from it. Then, yeah, I think he, uh, I think he could have, what's it called? I think he could have still gotten the podium. Now, so let's talk about our favorite moments from this race, because okay. I, for me, I'll, I'll go first. I have mm-hmm. one that uh, was honestly an easy decision for me. Somewhere, be be- somewhere between lap 15 and 20, uh, Carlos Sainz was, was asked by his team, what do you think about plan B? And Carlos Sainz's reaction was just great. Uh, he completely forgot what plan B was. Mm-hmm. And honestly, credit to him for that because I think that's something that happens. Uh, norm that that's a fairly oh. common thing that happens. But yeah. I want to. I still want to give him credit for telling the truth because I would have gaslit them. You know, <laughs> I, I just said, "Hey, why why are you bringing up Plan B right now? That's that's ridiculous." That's I want you to say Plan B right now, just so you hear how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> don't just don't let him know. That's what I would have done. But no, it was just a great moment. Uh, I love these radio calls that we've been getting this season. Um, do you have anything here? Uh, yeah, the, the start of the race, because I feel like, and I haven't seen anyone talked about this, so I could be wrong and I could just be putting this in my head, but I feel like McLaren went into the start of the race with a plan of teamwork because I even went back to rewatch it. And so lights go out and obviously, uh, Verstappen and Norris pull out straight, you know, they want to get that speed. But Piastri completely bombs to the to uh, the other side, cutting off Leclerc, and so yeah. he forces Leclerc to go wide, and so that creates a gap between Norris, uh, Verstappen, Norris, and then Piastri, and so that let them to like duke it out for a little bit towards the beginning. Uh, Man, so that's that's was my favorite because to me that was teamwork. Now I have a feeling you would have said this uh, because this is. You know, you being the McLaren fan here, this has got to be like heaven for you. Um, oh, so good. Now, all right, so let's let's just go ahead. Let's talk about the main headline from Sunday, which is just McLaren. Uh, that that was they stole the show, uh, mm. and they deserved it. You know, honestly, um, personally, I'm still adjusting to learning how to talk about McLaren in a positive light. <laughs> uh, you know, we're it's a process. I had some practice last week. You know, mm. just like how I had to adjust to taking Aston Martin seriously 
which might be time to readjust on that one. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. I digress. Um, mm-hmm. But no, McLaren has vaulted themselves into a serious conversation. Uh, they're challenging Mercedes. I still think Mercedes is the better team. Uh, mm-hmm. We can have that. We can have that argument if you'd like. I'll give, um, that. I'll give it to you. Yeah. But but no, I think what overall just just give me the vibe. What's going on at at the McLaren side of things? You know we're happy. Um, you know we're cautious. Though, you know, the upgrades worked for both of them. You know, yeah. Piastri was up there too. Hmm. After all of that, ah, yeah. So uh, we. We can talk about Oscar Piastri versus uh, Lando Norris if you'd like, because I think that is a serious conversation to be had. I don't, know, um, I don't I think it's too early for that conversation, but okay. I, well, I, I guess I can see why you would say that, because last week you were still iffy about Oscar Piastri. Has, mm-hmm. has that changed at all? Um, I mean, yes, because of his performance today, but I'm not fully sold. That makes Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what does he need to do? to sell you on Oscar Piastri. Does he need a podium? He needs a podium. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it has to be an earned podium. All right, I don't want like four cars left in the race and he just happens to be third, all right? Hey, look, man, a podium is still a podium. You you asked Nico Hulkenberg, who's been around for what, 200 races? (laughs) Podium. I'm sure he would like any podium he could get. So that's fair. No, hey, I mean, we can't, can't all be Lewis Hamilton, you know, podium in the first, five or 10 races in a row in your rookie. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the highest standard, but yeah, well, he was in a McLaren too, though. Just saying. Um, if Piastri gets a podium this year, I'll change my mind. Okay. If he doesn't get a podium this year, I, I was right. I was right the entire time. So honestly, just with Piastri, it's, he was in a tough situation because he came in with just a ridiculous amount of hype. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did, he spurned Alpine, which, Turned out to be a great decision, yeah. by the way. Probably an all-time great career decision by by him, just looking at where Alpine is. Um, so he spurned them and said, no, nah, I'm signing with McLaren. And it seems to have worked out. It seems to be a great fit for him. Um, now, there was a case early on in the race. It honestly did look like Piastri had a little bit a little bit more oomph to him. in mm. Just in the early stages, you know, he was keeping up with, with Lando Norris. Um, is I think it's something to at least watch going forward, right? Well, I mean, say the same thing about signs and Leclerc. Uh, Look, I'm trying really hard to just spur up some drama because that's what I like to do. I I just I want to see these guys clash at some point. Because oh, look, I'm sure they will. They have to. I'm just I do think Lando is the better driver. Actually, didn't even Verstappen say that if uh, I feel to be fair, I think it was like on Instagram. I saw the quote, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. But he just like said that if Norris had a winning car, he'd be winning races. Yeah, I mean the the praise was coming in from everybody. I think Len, Lewis Hamilton said mm-hmm. after the race that McLaren is a rocket ship, and. Um, maybe I'm, I'm not good at reading tone, but I, I sensed a bit, not a jealousy per se, but, uh, admiration you know, that, that that's a good word for it. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, but no, I think McLaren has everybody's attention right now for all the right reasons. Uh, yeah. they, the, the upgrades seem to have worked. We'll see what, 
well, let me ask you this. Is this sustainable? Because, you know, you, you got to jump on people with these upgrades. Yeah. And now everyone can adjust to your adjustments, really. So what do you expect from the team going forward? I I do think it's – I'm hoping it's sustainable just because – we have two races with Lando on the upgrades and we've seen the improvements. So I'm going to hope I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know what? No, I'm not even going to hope I'm going to say yes. I admire the confidence there um, because look, I, we're at the stage of the season where, yeah, they teams are going to adjust, but uh, I think people, most teams have dealt their hands. I think Aston Martin might have something coming for Hungary. Um, but we're at the stage where teams are probably looking for next season for any major upgrades. So uh, what we have is what we get. Yeah. And so I, what what we got was, I mean, part of it was tire strategy that that fed into the the end of this race. You know, um, Lewis Hamilton was on used soft tires, and he he went for it. That's all I'll say. You know, he really went for it. But no, Lando Norris just was positioning his car in in just a great manner. And no, he's one thing about Lando is, you know, he's, he's defending. You're yeah. not driving by him. There was a point in the race where I think it was, oh, it was Lance Stroll. And it, I think they cut to him like every 30 seconds, somebody was passing him and it was not just overtaking him. They were just gliding right by him. And I was just like, come easy. on, man, fight back, show us you belong. But no, that's, I can't get started on on Lance Stroll because that'll be what the rest of the podcast ends up being about. Yeah, maybe um, he's tired of F one. Maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> as long as your dad is paying for that team, you're you're an F one. Yeah. But no, so yeah, we got we got. I think the Lando Norris Lewis Hamilton fight was a sign of things to come. That's going to be yeah. not the last time that we see that. So going oh forward, what, what what do you expect? I mean. No, I mean, honestly, just the fact, like, if we get more of the Hamilton-Norris fights, oh, that is, that was just so good, dude. Like, that, it was nail-biting. It was, uh, yeah. It was wonderful. I, yeah, I enjoyed every second of that. And if we get more of that, that's really all we need. Because, mm-hmm. look, we, we we are at a point where we have to look beyond first place. We've, we've had this discussion yeah. before. Max has got this thing locked up. I think um, he actually has more points than any other constructor right now. So he's, he's leading the constructors cup on his own. So that's, that's where things stand with Max Verstappen. Um, But yeah, we can, we're now at the, at the point of the episode where we just vomit every other thought or question that Mm -hmm. we feel like. And I want to start by talking about Sergio Perez. Um, What do you think is happening there? And also, Who's going to be replacing him next season? It's a two-part uh, question. Sonoda. Um, Yuki. But, uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, that's – it finally hit me this weekend. Like, I'm sure – I feel like it's hit you, like, a while ago. But, like, this weekend, like, really. And then, like, even he came out and he said, I understand what went wrong. It's going to be different from now on. Right. I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. There was – there was a point in Q1, I think it was like seven or eight minutes. So it was like halfway through Q1. Um, Sergio and Max were both on their laps. Sergio comes in and finishes 12th. Max immediately behind him comes and sets the fastest lap. And to me, that was just uh, emblematic of this whole season. Um, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was really just a moment where I was like, come on, man, Sergio, what is going on? 
Wow. That two-part question that I had, you said Yuki Tsunoda. Um, Yuki is, is he like good? Is that's, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a moment right now where I'm going back and forth on it. The car is terrible, but Yuki? I think I Yuki's know. still good. Yeah. He's doing the best with what he has. Uh, exactly. The chatter, what I've been seeing, hearing, I guess, I is Alex Albon making a return to Red Bull. Um, oh. Because if there is one driver who is, I think he's deserving of it. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Albon has oh, been. I, yeah, I hadn't even considered that. Um, yeah, because I don't want Danny Rick back in a Formula One car, honestly. Yeah, he is there. If if they were to do a mid-season change, it would probably be Daniel Ricciardo. Um, oh. And look, I don't I don't really think that would change any issues that you have currently. Um, yeah. You there's nothing that Sergio Perez has given you that uh, Danny Rick can fix or do better. I mean, let, actually, let Ricardo do one of the free practices and let's see how that goes. We'll see. Um, just don't fall for the Nick DeVries trap when a, if a driver steps in there and suddenly has a great race, don't yeah. crown him as the next thing and build up uh, an island for him. Yeah, Because I was on that island. And we are starving. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of Nick DeVries, which is something that the broadcast did not do, uh, there was a moment in the race where I was like, hey, they have not mentioned or shown Nick DeVries once in the broadcast. Now I could be wrong. They probably did. Um, yeah. But no, it was just an interesting moment for me because it's like, hey, this is, this is supposedly, a, he is a driver who exists in Formula One. Uh, I think he deserves to at least be mentioned once, but yeah. Well, I was looking at everyone, everyone in this race that finished past P twelve, kind of forgettable. Yeah, kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean that that kind of was how the race was shaping up. It was shaping up to be somewhat forgettable. Besides the start that we had, mm-hmm. it was a great start, but even still, we saw. Max, we saw originally the the three in front, Max, Lando, and Oscar. They started to just pull away, and then yeah. of course Max started pulling away. Um, and I was looking like, okay, this might be the group that we get. You know, the podium never mm-hmm. qualifying sets the podium. It's always a little iffy, I guess. But no, it ended up. Thank you to Haas for catching on fire as they do and changing things. Um, what else? Alpine double DNF. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, they have um they've kind of just been like hovering. Well, no, they have been the definition of mediocrity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um they finished fifth like every other year or every year pretty much. Um and now so we saw McLaren jump them. Yeah. And let's just let's just get into our constructors uh discussion because this is actually for me the the best part of the podcast Ooh. where we look at where teams are and laugh at certain teams and speculate on other teams. Um, so right now, Mercedes has a 22 point lead on Ashton Martin. Um, mm-hmm. Part now that's not a lot, really. Um, yeah. Anything could happen in these next couple of races to change that up. But I do think they have that locked up. So let's just say, let's just pretend that they have it locked up. Okay. Um, the third place spot here, Ashton Martin at 181. Ferrari at 157 and then pretty decent gap. We have McLaren at 59 points. 
one, do you see McLaren joining that group? And of those three, who do you see claiming that third place spot? I mean, Ferrari would... Are we seeing Ferrari stagnant right now or are they on a downslope? You know, we could we could have a whole discussion on what yeah, the hell is right. going on with Ferrari. And the answer is, I, I really don't know. Because, yeah. you know, we were talking about these battles, right? Um, we had Lando versus... Lewis, we had Oscar versus um, George Russell. And then the most iconic battle of all is the Ferrari drivers versus the Ferrari team. Um, <laughs> that one never fails to, to show up at some point in the, in the race. Um, but no, I, there, it's, it's so many things that you could point to. But I think the car is the first thing that you could point to. Mm -hmm. The drivers, I honestly don't put very much blame on them at yeah. all. Uh, Charles, Charles Leclerc is a great driver. Carlos Sainz is a pretty good driver. Um, they do the best with what they can. So the first, if we're going to do this blame game, which is one of my favorite games, mm, to be honest, car. Uh, I, I would start with the car. Yeah. Okay. In that case, if the car is continually like shitting the bed and like keeps getting worse, I think McLaren might be able to beat them. Aston Martin, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see in the next few races because I don't think they've done anything detrimental to their performance yet. Um, we'll stroll a little bit, mm. but if stroll shapes up, I don't think McLaren will catch Aston Martin. Um, well, all I'm gonna say is that Aston Martin has, I, I don't want to say they peaked, but mm. it it does seem like they they got off to a really hot start. Yeah. And we saw something similar with Alfa Romeo last year. Um, they, they got off to a pretty good start, and then the team just collapsed. Uh, we are not seeing that level of collapse from Aston Martin. I think we're seeing uh, Lance Stroll kind of struggle and uh, Fernando Alonso just kind of take a dip. You know, he was getting that. It was hard to to expect him to maintain the podium every every race. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, we're seeing a dip in performance from Aston Martin. And that's why I think... I could definitely see McLaren catching up to those three. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. And I don't know if we're prepared for a good McLaren because that would make uh, this show maybe a little more insufferable, actually, because I think we yeah. should just get very belligerent. Well, you should. Just embrace yeah. it. Oh, I will. Uh, 100%. The bad thing is that the McLaren merch is, uh, the price of the McLaren merch is going to go up. Oh, hmm. just steal it. Where am I going to steal McLaren merch in Florida? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast. We try and do this thing following every race. We will be back following the Hungarian Grand Prix, I think, in two weeks. Reacting okay. to that. So make sure to like and subscribe. Tune in, and we will catch you then. Peace. See ya.